Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Driving Mall show here on New Zealand Sports Radio. Hi, I'm Paul. I'll be your host this evening. And you know what? It's episode 50. Yay! Great to be Just shout to the crowd. The, um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, wonderful. Uh, uh, yeah, well, small milestone. Let's be honest. All fun and games with this because we, we enjoy doing it, not because of uh, these accolades, etc. But, hey, if you would like to support New Zealand Sports Radio, head over to NZ. Uh, sportsradio.com or um, you can head over to nz uh, sorry patreon.com forward slash nz sport radio and become a supporter i have just put out there um, a new podcast looking at how do you spend 300 million dollars yes talking about silver lake money and how to spend it or how not to spend it so uh, uh, you can catch that it's already out of the podcast i'll put it out as a video after this show so uh, check that out folks that's only for supporters of new zealand sports radio um and uh, joining me this evening to go through all the rugby news um, I've got Ashwin. How you doing, sir? All right, all right. And uh, Stephen, how you doing, sir? Pretty good, thank you, Paul. Privilege and a pleasure, as always. Absolutely, especially if you can get the words out. Um, so uh, the... <laughs> um, how's your week started, boys? Uh, had a good uh, a, a, a good lot of rugby news come your way, Ashwin? Have we? I don't know. That's why I, I come here to watch the show to find out what's happening. Oh, oh no, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, okay. it's, um, it's been been interesting. There's quite a bit that's come out on the wires, and we'll go through some of it. Yeah, what we'll do, folks, is we'll have we'll go through a news section where we'll uh, try and zip through a whole bunch of stuff that's been out in the news wires, um, and then uh, we'll have a couple of discussion topics. We'll have a look at Stephen's Super Rugby Altero 15. Um, and we'll uh, talk about Super Rugby uh, Trans Tasman, what are our expectations, and also what are the law variations that they're going to be using in that one. So that will be our discussion topics this evening. But before we get there, let's kick off with some news then. So TJ Perinara has signed for the Hurricanes and Wellington um, for through till 2023. Um, I guess, Stephen Austin, is this something that you were expecting, or is this something that you guys were, or do you think he was going to go over to the, to the Roosters? Oh, that's... Um... Dead air is good. <laughs> Absolutely great. Dead air is fantastic. Um, no, Dead. look, I mean, I don't. I wasn't really sure what to expect, but I wasn't too worried. Tell you the truth, if he went to league um, on on a couple of fronts, I actually think we've got a couple of good guys coming through. 
especially with Fakatava. Um, you know, I really want him, love, well, can't wait to see Fakatava in a black jersey, to, to be honest. Um, and then there was, there's the element of how will he go? So I thought it was a win-win if he had gone. So, in saying that, I think in the back of my mind, to me, it was increase my contract ploy. Uh, I think it could have come down to insurance by the sounds of things, because if, if he got injured, he was only going to be given his um, league earning potential um, rather than his uh, super rather than his rugby union earning potential. Uh, and so he couldn't get a, he couldn't get insurance cover for his profit for his full money. So I think that's why he didn't go in the end uh, and ended up at back in back in union. Um, well, we're talking about a difference of uh, well insurance cover of a different about eight hundred thousand uh, dollars. So yeah, it was a it was a uh, it was a chunk of change. If he but, were to get injured now and out for his career, yeah, interesting. Well, oh, yeah, okay. So, um, so TJ is back. I think it's a good signing um, on the whole for the Hurricanes, especially, um, but also not bad for the for New Zealand rugby. Uh, Lamapi though is heading offshore to um, Stade Francais, tripling his money there. Um, not uh, totally surprised about that, considering the people that have been ahead of him, um, ahead of. Um, uh, what do you call it? Ahead of uh, ahead of the All Blacks, so I'm not surprised that he didn't get given a big uh, contract, a big dollar number offer from New Zealand Rugby, uh, because look, he he hasn't been at the forefront of the All Black selectors. Let's be honest, he's been a fringe squad member, so uh, it doesn't surprise me that I think they've decided to save their money on that one um, and let him go overseas um, and on on that one. Um, I'm going to rattle through these news items, boys. If you've got any comments about them, do jump in. Um, and and stop me. Michael Collins also heading overseas off to um, Ospreys. Uh, and Michael Collins, as he hasn't been capped by the All Blacks, um, then uh, maybe uh, he'll, he, he's, he's Welsh eligible, apparently. So maybe we'll see uh, Michael Collins pulling on the Red of Wales, but I can't see that one, to be honest with you. He's just going over Ed, for, as a... Hedley Park's, Hedley Park's number two. Uh, yes, Hadley Park's number two, exactly. He could be the, he could be the answer for Welsh, Welsh pro, uh, problem at number 12. Um, Nocturnal Wright says, did the problem of Fakatama's eligibility swing TJ back to rugby? I have no idea what that problem is, to be honest with you. Um, so there we go. I, I, just, uh, I don't think there's any problem with him being eligible for the All Blacks. But, so uh, do put it in the chat what that is. Apparently there's some uh, discussion around, and I don't know, Steve, if you um up with it, it's it's around some of the changes with five years residency in, in a country before you can become eligible and something along the lines of that um, that I did hear. And apparently, yeah, there's, there's something around it. There is something around it. I don't know the full details, but um, there's, there's some talk of, you know, with two minutes left in the game, chuck him on there this year so that we don't have that. The, the issue doesn't rise its ugly head, but I can't remember what the exact issues are. I was surprised by that because I think he's done, well, he was at high school at least, so you'd think he'd been around for five years. But anyway, um, we'll have to wait. Well, uh, I'm not sure that's it, what that is. Um, so that's the sort of signing news. Actually, that's the overseas signing news. MPC level. Stephen, you're, you're over this better than I am, but apparently Offer and Fafita are both on the move. Yeah, well, Offer's just been confirmed this evening. So the, the source that I got on uh, Offer was, was correct, but I haven't um, looked over exactly when that contract starts, whether it's uh, originally, I was told it was uh, 22 through 24, but it is two seasons, whether that starts uh, this season or next season, um, we need to see, but it is, it is happening. Yeah. A little bit of talk around by, about Via Fafita, maybe moving to uh, Counties Monaco. I've just 
but like I say, that uh, that trail has gone a little bit cold at the stage, and, and given that counties have already um, in recent times uh, uh, signed uh, Hoskins uh, Satutu, wow, they, they, I didn't realise they had so much money in the kitty, uh, so to speak. So, uh, yeah, just uh, just interesting times. Now, apart from the players that you've the players that you mentioned that are heading offshore, um, no, not much really else on that uh, NPC um, scene happening at the minute. But I, I suppose, Paul, the deadline for anybody wanting to transfer unions, I think, is July 1st um, for any player around the country who's... So, for example, if there's a player playing in Auckland who wants to Sub-rugby. play... Who wants to play, uh, yeah, um, a bit of provincial rugby, he has to pretty much... Um, sees playing in the Auckland competition before July the 1st and he has to play in the other unions or get a couple of games in, in the other unions club competition is what I'm trying to say. Okay, interesting. We'll see see how, uh, see, see if there are any other moves. Um, obviously, uh, the, well, obviously, but um, uh, Aaron says there's a lot of money in spuds, um, but um, I think also you can remember that uh, the Kelly's Manicow are pairing up or very closely associated with Moana Pacifica. Um, so will they be looking at having some of their players or the players that are looking at playing for Moana Pacifica next year uh, being in that uh, in counties NPC? Who knows? Uh, but uh, I know there are close ties between those. Hey, yeah, um, but it'd be interesting if, if they did get Fafita at um, counties Manukau and if the All Blacks do end up playing some NPC, you can see a back row of um, Dalton, Papali'i, Hoskins, Satutu, and Via Fafita. Wow. It's pretty handy, isn't it? <laughs> pretty, pretty handy. Yeah. Well, whilst we expect Papali'i in particular to get in the All Blacks, all those three uh, are not nailed on All Blacks um, players anyway. So they, they, they could even I would, have those. Yeah, I agree with you. But um, I think that the way that Hoskins was brought into the All Blacks last year, I'd expect him, um, unless, unless they see somebody head and shoulders above him, I'd expect to see him in the All Black squad. They usually, oh yeah, you usually don't end up out after you know the way he was bought in. It looked like it's a long term. Let's see, let's use a Tuiava phrase, a long term project. They are, they are both, uh, or they are all three of them in and around that conversation. Definitely. Um, look, good evening, everyone in the live chat. Um, we've got Arun Nocturnal, um, um, Crazy MZ. Uh, we've got uh, Simon, Jordan, etc. So great to have you all there, guys. Um, the uh, and uh, Nocturne says, um, Will counties pay in spuds then, Aaron? Well, look, um, <laughs> counties do give bags of spuds to the media people, um, when they go along. And so, the supporters. We, uh, well, well, no, this is every game for the for the for the media. Uh, there's oh. especially a bag of spuds for the for us, um, there in the media box. So, uh, yes, they do pay in spuds, as it were, or bribery in spuds to try and get good <laughs> media coverage. Some people have not had good media coverage recently. Um, is uh, we've got Frizzell down in uh, Dunedin who has uh, there's an accusation down there um, of some uh, violence potentially in a, uh, in a nightclub. Um, but um, with the uh, at the moment that one he hasn't been arrested uh, and it's all in, in investigation stage. The police didn't go to the uh, scene, uh, neither did St John's ambulance. So we will just have to see um, what uh, how that one pans out. Innocent until proven guilty. Uh, and that side of things. So I don't ex- I expect a, uh, the result to be available, I think, for the Highlanders, unless he is distracted by uh, these things. Um, also, talking of media coverage, uh, the uh, Chiefs got some negative media coverage about their about the hotel they stayed in, and it turns out that was bad reporting, uh, as uh, by uh, all accounts, the Chiefs weren't involved in any of the incidents 
uh, and uh, the hotel are perfectly happy with how the uh, chiefs behave themselves uh, even uh, in in their party um the um uh, and uh, also with the uh, and that actually end up being supporters on a different floor and nothing to do with the chiefs so some uh yeah you can understand why the rugby uh, sort of players and the unions and teams are very wary of the media when they get that sort of coverage um, that's unfounded. Um, putting on down, oh yeah, so we've had the uh, British and Irish Lions squad um, has been announced. Uh, for me, um, the big, uh, and it's the most even uh, spread of countries we've seen in a long time um, for uh, the um, uh, for, for the British and Irish Lions, uh, and uh, one of the interesting things is how is Warren Gatlin going to play because he has selected three eights, three sevens, and eight locks, but no specialist blindsides. So how is um, how is that going to pan out? Um, and uh, another key thing is if you look at his props, they're all scrummaging props rather than props who uh, are known for their sort of uh, ability around the park. So again, clearly. Uh, the scrum is going to be a big battle battle area there uh, for the um, Lions series. Um, looking at the uh, the fixtures, uh, they're going to be in two bubbles, one up in um, Joburg and one down in Cape Town. They'll start up in Joburg playing the Lions, Sharks and Bulls uh, before heading down to sea level to play South Africa A, the Stormers, the first test match, and then returning up to um, Johannesburg um with the for the final two tests there so uh a shortened uh test uh, a shortened series as we expected uh there is of uh, there is obviously the uh, pre-match game or the pre-tour game against japan but if you think in new zealand they played two more games than this during the last tour so it's a shortened tour but I think this is what we're going to expect to see um from uh now on um with this one as Nocturnal Rights says, this, uh, the, the South African journalists are already trash talking at the Lions squad. But you know what? Uh, whatever. Um, they are uh, they, they are the best players from those unions, uh, and uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a good test series. Whatever they say, even if they are saying Granddad Alwyn Jones, I remember them talk about Dad's army for the England team that won in two thousand and three at the Rugby World Cup, folks. So yeah, age isn't necessarily a bad thing uh, in this this type of thing. Um, I've got concerns, man. I, I've yeah. got a. I don't know. I mean, like it's for the first time ever. I'm looking at a Lions team where I actually look at the players, and I was like, "Who's that? Who's that? Who's that?" I, I, I can't remember doing that with the previous Lions squad. Um, I don't. Yeah, interesting. I thought, and um, I don't know. I just got a gut feel that it's like, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's. I, I suppose it's. It, it's an interesting one because it's such an unknown. South Africa haven't played rugby for two years. Um, we, we're relying on, obviously, and Steve will laugh at this, is like, you know, when you go online and you read about how well their players are doing in Europe, in which they are, you know, there's some some South African players that are really ripping it up in, in the European competition and they'll be coming back, obviously, to form part of that South African team. So, um, you know, you, you hear about that and and then you sort of see a lot of names that you don't recognize in the Lions squad. Yeah, I've just got a bad feel because we really do need the Lions to perform well. Listen, what I, do you I reckon, Steve? So, yeah, listen, I think South Africa are, are a good side and, and by right they're called, they're called the world champions. But even if you look back to that World Cup, bar that game against England, where I, I, I thought they were superb on the day. 
how well did they really play at that World Cup? Yeah, they they beat they beat Wales in what was quite a turgid game of rugby. They got the right side of the draw. I'm making no apologies here for what I'm saying, but that, that's the reality. They lost to the All Blacks in in round robin, and, and all of a sudden, they're, they're, you know, some of the veteran writers, Mark Keohane leading the charge, basically calling them calling the captain Alan Wynne Jones an, an overhyped plotter. Uh, you know, Alan Wynne-Jones is, is one heck of a player and he's played some really good good rugby for Wales and led them very well through their um, Six Nations uh, uh, campaign. I'm a little bit staggered with the South African media. I thought that at least, at least the New Zealand media, um, you play a game of, you play your first game of rugby, you look horrible and then we give you a bit of stick. These guys, <laughs> <didn't> even, <laughs> these guys haven't even arrived, arrived on the shore and they're already getting... Uh, a good swift kick to the ribs. I'll tell you what, I'm actually behind the lines on this. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I reckon it's a, I reckon it's a, it's an even money. Um, it's an even, uh, you know, it's an even money series as, as far as I'm concerned. And I, I agree with, with Ashwin. They have not played a lot of rugby. You know, a lot of the, the British Lions players come out of a, a very, very tough, uh, six nations and, and are not to be underestimated. And I, I just think it's probably some of the younger ones in in the squad. You know, they got firepower out on the wings with uh, uh, Van der Merwe on on the wing and the uh, young young Welsh boy, um, Reece Zammet. Yeah, Reece Zammet, who uh, yeah, who picked it first that he'd be in the Lions team. I'm looking around for that guy. I don't know where he is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I I think the great thing about it is a mixture of uh, of youth and experience in this team. And I think the thing for 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 Warren Gatlin is to is to basically bring these guys. Listen, the team has been named for crying out loud. Just let them get down to the work at the moment. Sure, there's some some guys that have missed out, but you know what? In my experience on Lions tours, you always have injuries. So you're only a, an injury away from getting a caller. I just but the thing we, with we, that, gonna, I, I so agree with Steve there. Of injuries first, though. Yeah, we we are. If this Lions team squad goes on tour as has been named, it'll be a minor miracle. There are five more rounds of Gallagher Premiership to go. There will be injuries. This is not the touring party. This is just who's fist at the moment. The problem you've got is with the injured injuries that will happen. Is that let, let, let's let's say some of the players that have been left out, you want to bring them in. How can you bring them in with the way that they bag the coach in the selection process? Right? You got you. You know it's very difficult. I mean, um, uh, our friend up the front, up front. Oh, geez, uh, the prop. Sinclair, you know, yep. with what he said in the public, what he said in public, what he said in the media, what he said about Warren Gatlin, you can't bring him in. You can't because you've got to just, you know what he said. You know how he feels about it. It's got a, it's a disrupt, disruptive influence coming into the squad, which you just don't oh, need. What, what Carl Sinclair said was he, he was he was gutted. Good luck to the boys. Um, and obviously I'm gutted. He also said that um, he, 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 he he backs up his claim that um, Eddie Jones should have been uh, Lions coach ahead of Warren Gatlin for the last Lions tour. Well, that's also his um, that's his, uh, um, his 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 England coach who wants to keep on 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 board as well, maybe. But um, yeah, I I, I, I don't I, um, I I think that that kind of stuff will get swept up. Will 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 flow down river pretty quickly. Um, as uh, but as Aaron says, uh, wait until Warren Gatlin calls and claim McMillan to take over as coach anyway. Um, but then they'll fall over in the final. Well, there is that. Um, the, luckily, there is no final in the uh, in, in British and Irish Lions tour. 
So it's all draw on the third test. There'll be a draw on the third test because the Frenchman gets the call wrong. You know, you know, <laughs> you know guys, I, I've just been reading a couple of excerpts from the article written by Mark and um, he basically says the Lions are in for a whipping before the kickoff in the first test against the Springboks. There are some class players amongst the Lions with England lock Mario Toji, the only Lions player I'd pick in a Springbok starting 15. <laughs> Crying out loud. If, there, if ever there's a team talk for the uh, for the British and Irish Lions, it's it's right there. Quite frankly, I would actually love nothing better than to, to see the British Lions stick it right up them. Well, it's like plenty of uh, material being printed already to go up in the dressing room, in the old changing room, I should say. Look, at the end of the day, it's clickbait, right? That's why he's doing it. He's getting his clicks. He's got all his, he's got his publicity. He's done his job well, um, as has a certain writer on um, over on Rugby Pass uh, who uh, was uh, um, bagging South Africa, saying that they were, that they were basically a, a, a an OK side uh, but as well. So, look. Um, I actually agree with you, that, Paul. I actually agree with that. They're 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 actually an okay side, but they ain't they ain't streets ahead of everybody. They are. I should always recognise though they are the current world champions at the moment. The, but man, the last time... anybody anybody who sees All Black supporters uh, are arrogant. Jump on some of these international rugby um, yeah um, social network sites and just you some of the stuff you read is just absolute next level sure we've got some supporters in in, in this country who and usually they're the, they're the ones that are that don't know their rugby if women if everybody yep. says wave your hands in the air and sing kumbaya they'll probably do that but the, you know you get the really hard bitten rugby supporters that, that know the game all black supporters know when they're in for a contest oh look to, to look uh, for, for my mind look um south africa are a very good side uh, hence the, why they're world champions. Um, the, they're one, one of the top three sides at that tournament, along with England and um, and New Zealand. Um, they were they, they were definitely they were definitely not a mediocre side. Uh, but, but anyway, but, but Paul, they're not a side that you go, wow, wow. How are we going to? Oh no, absolutely. Teams? I'm not not saying that they're, they're, they're streets ahead of everybody else. I, I agree, but they are they are to stop them. Where that all black team between two eleven and two two fifteen was like people around the world were trying to come up with game plans. To, to, to actually stop them. So they, they were a very good side during their tenure. Yep. Um, moving on, also the uh, South Africa, we were playing um, Georgia in two test matches to warm up for the, for the Lions series. Um, uh, Georgia will also be playing Scotland as well in Georgia after playing two games in South Africa. Uh, so um, we've been talking about uh, Tier 2 nations getting Tier 1 fixtures. And uh, hey, presto! Suddenly, Georgia get three three in uh, in three weeks, um, or whatever it is, or four weeks. Um, but uh, so after, uh, which is kind of crazy. Um, yeah, there's also a whole bunch of other tier two nations that will be getting tier one games during midweek and sort of during the mid year window. Um, USA and Japan, for example, playing Ireland, etc. Uh, USA playing England. Uh, we'll have a look at the mid year tests next week, though, folks, um, when that's all uh, sort of panned out and cleared up a bit. Yeah, and quite so much to talk about. Just because, uh, as a, just as we're coming to air, there's talk about um, the All Blacks playing Tonga as well. So yeah, uh, it's big. yeah, and there's been talk about the All Blacks playing Fiji twice, also playing Samoa. Mm. Uh, I thought the Fiji one's locked um, in. The one of the two games is locked in. Oh, okay. um, there's also talk of the Wallaroos playing um, Samoa. 
um, in the women's game. So let's hope we hear, hear something around what who the Blackburns are playing um, as well, um, at least in getting games there. Talking of um, that then, on the sevens side of things, uh, the um, uh, Caleb Clark um, and um, the, uh, and I've gone blank now, um, uh, uh, Nana Satoru, um, both will be have moved over to the sevens to head over to Tokyo, uh, and uh, the uh, All Black Sevens and the Black Fern Sevens will both be in action this weekend against the Australian Sevens team. Is it this weekend? No, it's not, is it? It's the weekend after this. Sorry, as you can see on screen, 21st, 22nd, and 23rd of May. Uh, games on the Friday and Sunday, it's uh, Grammar Tech um, and uh, games um, around the Blues versus Royal Tile Super Rugby match at Eden Park. Um, as well, so um, so yeah. So we'll look at uh, we'll look at that. Um, uh, look, uh, Aaron says he thinks that the two games it's Fiji are locked in. Look, um, who knows? Well, we'll, we'll wait and see. Um, it probably is going to happen, but um, we'll have to. I'm, I'm not sure it's been fully finalised, but I, I know it's, it's heavily rumoured, so it's probably going to happen. Um, uh, the Sevens teams will then head over to Australia to play some games in June um, ahead of uh, heading up to Tokyo for the uh, Sevens tournament up there. Um, any other news, boys? Or, 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 or can we wrap up the news section? <laughs> Stephen, if he gets to, if he gets to mute, his, uh, uh, mute, mute himself again. No, I think that's... I don't know. Does that wrap it up? Did we get oh. everything, Steve? Um, I think just the only thing, and I was just basically trying to, trying to go through some of my snaps here. The uh, New Zealand under-20 squad was um, also named today, guys, and it uh, features a few players that have uh, uh, already donned uh, Super Rugby jerseys this year. Of course, Ruben Love uh, um, from the Hurricanes, just looking through. Gideon Rampling from Waikato, I think he may have already had a run for the uh, the Chiefs, uh, Chiefs this year. Anton Signer, who we've seen... Um, have a, a bit of a run for the Crusaders, I think. I stand to be corrected. Josh Lord. Um, also, uh, just looking through the team as well, there's uh, Sorani Vakina uh, from Auckland. And uh, oh, the one I shouldn't shouldn't really forget, although we'd not, nice to see him in a uh, Blues jersey, would be Jacob uh, Ratamavuki Nipkins as well. But I'm pretty sure with Caleb Clark heading across to... Uh, to uh, super, to um, I beg your pardon, sevens. to play play sevens, um, uh, we'll probably uh, we'll probably see see him make his debut rather sooner than later. But uh, good representation from uh, from Auckland. Looks like about seven players from Auckland, half a dozen from Canterbury, and um, uh, a sprinkling of uh, of players there from Otago, Taranaki, and uh, Wellington. We'll probably get a list of those players and, and put it up on the. Uh, New Zealand Sports Radio Facebook poll if you haven't found it uh, all already. But uh, uh, one of the interesting features of this New Zealand 20s team is uh, it's probably um, three of the tallest locks that they've uh, they've had in a New Zealand 20s for a very, very long time. The uh, combination of uh, Zach Gardner, there's also the boy Fabian Holland, and uh, of course Josh Lord, who's the tallest in the squad at 2.03 metres, but all those three locks all well in excess of uh, uh, three metres, but a lot of excitement as well. Shafi Haki, who's all, already represented um, uh, Canterbury at Mitre 10. Oh, sorry. Yeah, well, it was Mitre yeah, 10. Yeah, Mitre 10. Come on, last, NPC. Last year. Can you remember that big long-range kick that he knocked over from uh, 
from 53 metres. And of course, uh, you know, the likes of Anton Signa has represented, you know, the championship winning uh, Tasman team. TK Howden from Manawatu is a loose forward who is a real good one to look after, look out for. He plays for the Manawatu Turbos. He's going to run, a, run around for them. I think Zach Gallagher from Canterbury, not sure if he's represented Canterbury, but once again, a very, very good player. One player to look out to for as well as uh, obviously uh, Suwani Vakina, who's uh, a very good hooker from uh, Auckland. And um, I think he's already had a run, a bit of a run around for the Blues, maybe against uh, when they had a few injury troubles. I think he came off the bench. Yeah, against Canterbury, uh, against Crusaders. <laughs> mm. Yeah. It's interesting, actually, how many of those are actually out of the 1A competition as well. Uh, the Auckland ones, it's just like, because you got... You've got the Auckland players, then you've got Fihaki, you've got Aidan Morgan that I've, I've sort of picked up as well. That's um, so it's just like still still proving to be quite a feeder. Oh, absolutely, and a couple of boys out of uh, Kaitai College and um, Tapia Cook Savage, who I know Northland are having conversations with at the moment. Just an amazing talent, and uh, also the very well performed Corey Evans, who uh, I think went to Auckland Grammar School. If I, if I recall, both of these boys from Kaitaia, pretty amazing for a small small town like Kaitaia to have two boys out of the, uh, whilst they're not playing under the Northern banner, um, out of a small Coming like, originally small town. from there. Yeah, yeah, but some yep. some good some good kids in the side. And um, yeah, Ruben Love, well, we, we've already seen him play uh, super rugby level. So I'm not too sure what their program is though this year, Paul. Um, no, I'm not sure. I, I think obviously we're trying to get the uh, Junior Rugby World Championship back underway. I'm not sure, but um, Aaron said, yeah, quite a few Auckland players in the under 20 squad. Yep, I wonder how many Sinkets went and got from the rest of the rest of rest of New Zealand and brought up to Auckland. But we'll wait and see. Um, <laughs> the, um, the, um, uh, I guess the other thing also is uh, to buy Matson. They're great to see his land on his feet after leaving the Chiefs uh, and is uh, the head coaching that one. Uh, so great to see him. Uh, that, that, that yeah, that he's got himself a, a good job there on that one. Mm. So then, let's uh, move right on then to our first discussion topic. We're only half an hour in, um, and uh, which means we're going to obviously have struggled to squeeze in our club rugby section. But um, Stephen, why don't you take us through your uh, Super Rugby Outer fifteen, and we'll have a discussion as to uh, whether this is the uh, the best fifteen from that, folks. In the live chat, do let us know your thoughts. You can see this. You can uh, for those of you who are watching rather than listening to the podcast, you can see this. You can see the names up there already. So throw in your ideas into the um, uh, into the live chat while Stephen just takes us through this one and Austin and I pick it to pieces. Yeah, I, I, I probably the, the back three. I, I probably changed it up a little bit because I kind of look around. I looked. I just really went for guys who informed, not necessarily in their in their positions and. You know, so, okay, so, so, so basically you cheated then. This isn't actually I, a 15. I, yeah, kind of, kind of, <laughs> kind of. But to be honest, it's the only place I, I theoretically did did cheat because I, I kind of looked at the performance of, of, of the wingers and, you know, whilst the likes of Jonah Lowe from the Chiefs kind of impressed me. Um, and, and, you know, guys like George Bridge and um, and um, Sebu Reese all, all had their moments. You know, I think probably a lot of the wingers were a little bit down on form. Even if you look at, if you if 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 you look at the Auckland wings, they were down on, down on form. If you look at the Hurricanes wingers. I, I don't know if Julian Savia really really did enough uh, to make this team. So, I think 
I think you guys will probably be in agreement with the with the rest of the team. But yeah, oh. just that. No, you're 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 not because you're different. Paul. <laughs> so you're not gonna you're, you're never gonna agree. You'll probably have had your players. I suppose if I had to pick one from the back, I would probably go for Will Jordan. But that means you leave D Mac and 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 Barrett out of the team, who were consistently good throughout the season. So uh, clear, clearly, as we say, Oshman, uh, we've said there that. Uh, Stephen's cheated there by picking three 15s in his back three. Uh, he's going for Will Jordan, um, and um, <laughs> and uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll drop D-Mac and Barrett. So how about we step in there and help him out with the wingers? Um, Nariki had a good uh, had had some good performances early on um, yep. as well. Uh, I think some of the some of the wingers that look good got injured, unfortunately. Or you know, yeah. or as said, just in, I mean, finding out today or yesterday that uh, Caleb Clark basically been playing with a foot injury. Um, for the whole tournament, which begs the question, why is he out there? Considering we've seen how his form is, we've all commented about his form. Why has he been out there if he's got this injury? Um, so, anywho, um, I, I would go with Rayasi. I think um, Rayasi, when he's been given opportunities, has um, never let the Hurricanes down, I've felt. So, uh, and in fact, brought a lot to their attack. So you'd bring a Rayasi in there. If you're going to be a strickler for the rules and have to have Jordan at the back, you're probably going to go Reese and Rayasi for me. Uh, not Conor Golden Bashup? He had a good... Uh, or was he... Was he yeah, again, made, again, again, I mean, like, you've got yeah. to be on the field, though, mate. got to be on the field. Got it, got it, Is he on the field? Yeah. I mean, you're going to, you're yeah. going to, you're going to be... Are you going to stick Stephen for the rules? Then how do you pick a player that's injured? Well, I don't know. Anyway, unless, no, unless the players... They, they've got to have played during Super Rugby Outro. That's, that, that's the only rule, really. And unless you pick was... players that are played for that during Aotearoa, Super Rugby Aotearoa, <laughs> no, unless he was, yeah, unless he was super good. Where, say, say for example, in the case of Artie Savia, who got injured, but he had been consistently good throughout the whole throughout the whole tournament. He never had a never had a quiet game. I know what you're saying about Rayasi. I probably go along with that. But even both Rayasi and Reese had moments where they went a little bit quiet, but in terms of, you're right, in terms of form, they probably were the best two. If, if we were going to go for rules and say you can't, they have to play in their positions. And and just to sort of like, I mean, to, to sort of like, yeah, kind of go, go, Connor Gard and Bishop um, and, and Rayasi, you know, so like, I, I just sort of think, for me, it'd be Rayasi simply because he just, I mean, Connor Gard and Bishop, what we saw with him was just the speed and he seemed to be able to take the gap and just burn it. Um, but what I like, Rayasi's all-round game. He's he obviously his aerial, his basketball ball handling skills, as well as the pace that he's got as well. And then actually, he's got um, um, Grant. You know, he's he's a big guy. He's actually quite uh, physical as well. So um, I think overall, with more ticks in the box for Rayasi for me. I'd have to give Rayasi one of the jerseys. Uh, but but uh, and uh, yeah, either Reese or Conor Golden Basher. Oh, but I understand why you go for Reese as he's played more rugby than Conor Golden Basher. So happy with oh, that. No, I, again, I think Reese ticks more boxes as well for me. Um, you know, the way that he ran over the top of D-Max, so it wasn't the fact that it's just his pace, not just his chip-kicking ability. He ran over the his, top of D-Max to score the try. So His 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 work rate differentiates himself from from a lot of players. He gets out and does some work. Still doesn't – who did you guys go for in terms of fullback? Um, I, well, I think we had the discussion, Steve. I mean, like for me at fullback, I'd actually like, I'd go Barrett at fullback and Jordan on the wing, you know, and do that Corey Jane Izzy Dag thing where you're basically playing two fullbacks in the 14 and 15 number where they're, you know, dual fullback wing type scenario. 
and you've got two massively capable players that are in the air, so to speak, under the high ball. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's how the All Blacks will go. Um, but f- but from a Super Rugby Alto Roa team, yeah, I, I, I think I'd go Jordy Barrett as well at 15. For I, it, it, it's hard for Will Jordan, uh, but when, when you've got someone like Jordy Barrett who's basically carried that Hurricanes team in some games this season, yeah, he's got to earn some points for that, eh? The fact that he's actually carried that team at times, yeah. Special mention to Jonah Lowe, though, guys. He, I thought, I thought he was, yep. he was. Con- he was consistently good. I, you know, um, ENS for all of his, his his stepping. I think Paul made a point in a in a in a previous show. Yeah, he beats a lot of people, but then you look at the meters. It's sort of like the meters were all spent in steps that he didn't beat <laughs> beat the players and didn't make any meters. Yep. Oh, there's there's there's, there's some wonderful feats out there from people, but it's yeah, it's how effective are you with it and playing with your with the other players around you um, as well. So moves into moving into your centres, Stephen. Um, oh, I don't think you could go past these two in the scheme of scheme of things. They were terribly, con- terribly consistent, and boy, Havili just adds another dimension w- with the kicking game and is a genuine line breaker as well. So I, I think those two pick themselves. I, I, I'm just for, trying those, to for those listening for those listening to the podcast, the centres he's gone for are Havili uh, and Angelina Brown. So I was asking, I was trying to get you to say the names for the podcast oh, listeners. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, the gee, I don't know if you can go for Moanga at ten though, eh? Hang on, hang on. Before before we get to that, <laughs> please, <I'm> doing... <laughs> I, I don't have this much to debate. Tell you the truth, from thirteen no, to nine, no, no, it, it, just, it's just... just like right. It's, that's it. It is. It is I don't, there's nobody else to... really. Exactly. That, 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 like I say, I, I always knew that the, the back three in terms of the teams that I picked would be the would be the contentious ones if you sort of go. So, are we all in agreement from thirteen through to nine? Yep. Well, let's, which let's, is... just, let's, let's talk talk to the others. Um, I, mean, I guess I guess the, the question is, will will the All Blacks pick Havili at twelve? I can't see them doing it. Um, I think they'll go for. Uh, well, I think um, when Goodhue comes back, I think it'll be Goodhue and Antoine Brown um, in there. He's out. Um, he's out for I can't a year. see them picking Havili. Sorry, he's out for a year, Paul. Oh, after the year, is he? Oh, well, we'll see. We'll see then yeah. how. Um, whoops. Um, oh, how, look, uh, I mean, let's but, let's let's play. Let's let's pretend that um, Josh uh, Jack Goodhue is available. Um, I would still be seriously looking at Havili. I just think that he brings a lot of options that Jack Goodhue just doesn't. I mean, Jack Goodhue's got some um, uh, great. He's 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 a good. He's a fantastic All Black. Don't get me wrong, but geez. David Havili just brings so much more to the table, uh, as well as what Jack uh, J- Jack Goodhue can do as well. I think the difference for me is that you've got is is that Jack Goodhue, um, Antoinette Brown, you know, Rico Iwani, uh, Braden Nanor, all of these guys are thirteens rather than twelves. Um, yep. I think I think they all they all operate much better in that thirteen channel than the twelve channel. I think you, you lose something from Jack Goodhue when you move him in one. Um, he doesn't have the space, the offloading ability that he has, which is which is phenomenal in that channel. Uh, and I think that's the problem at the moment is that there is that the All Blacks don't have a twelve, uh, and they're looking for a twelve. They've got lots of thirteens, and I think with, with when you've got Quinter Pie coming through, also potentially in, in, in there, he's also a thirteen. Um, even though he did play at twelve for the Chiefs this year, uh, yeah, there just don't seem to be any twelves at the moment, which is why it's head, head, head scratching why Lamappi hasn't been given perhaps some more opportunities. 
Actually, you know, interesting you say that, right? I mean, and I'm not, not saying by any stretch of the imagination that he's an All Black, but part of the Blues backline problem was the fact is that for some reason they decided that TJ wasn't their 12 when he's the only 12 in the squad, genuine 12 yeah. in the squad that can play that position. So you look at a Havili, who's a genuine 12 that can, well, I don't know if he's a genuine 12, <laughs> but he can play the role of a 12, you know, what we want to see in a 12. Um, and if you think about it, you get someone with the skill set that he has, that means that you can't, it, as a defensive team, you can't just go, okay, we just got to see what Richie's doing. You know, Moonga, Richie Moonga's doing, right? Now it's like, oh, hang on. If he passes off to Havili, okay, what what little trick out of the bag is he going to pull? A little grubber, as we saw in the Super, um, tw- um, Super Rugby final, a little grubber kick through or something like that, you know? You, you, so now you've got two threats directly from the board feed from Aaron Smith. So, yeah, I, I think, um, geez, it's something that the All Black selectors have to look at seriously. Well, this is, and, and it's about how do we get our two, two playmakers in? One way of doing it is to play them at 10 and 12. And then you can play left and right. Havili is someone who can play 10. Clearly, he's not a, that's not his his uh, his main position, but he can play that. Um, and uh, so, yeah, maybe you do that rather than trying to have your second playmaker um, at uh, at fifteen, as the way that as the All Blacks have been doing, uh, not, not st- way of doing that. Aaron's mentioned Manonu. I mean, like, are we stuck on this, this concept that we have to have this twelve that be- can bash it up? Um, no, but you need to have somebody in the black back line somewhere who can. Well, you, so the question is, where are you going to put that player? Yeah, um, I mean, it's like the other option that they, that from an All Black point of view, not on from the side that we're looking at, is uh, somebody like Geordie Barrett, who played uh, 12 for the New Zealand 20s, and and I believe can move quite freely from, from first five out to fullback as well. That, that's an option, but, you know, we've seen Havili playing second five um, um, since the injury to Jack Goodhue, and he's been, you know, he's been more than adequate. He's been very good. Oh, he's done it since, since the injury to... Um... Uh, Braden Ennell, because they, they moved Jack Goodhue to, to uh, 13, didn't they? So they started off with having his game being playing 12 the whole season, um, which is uh, which is good. Um, so, yeah, they're moving on to Rich Moonga at 10, quite obviously, um, and Aaron Smith at 9, again, quite obviously. Um, honourable mentions in there, though, obviously, to Fakatawa, who got injured. Um, any other in, any other um, 9s and 10s you want to give honourable mentions to? Yeah, I think I think Luke Campbell, who came came into the Hurricanes as a bit of an unknown quantity, we 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 saw how good he could be for for the Bay of Plenty Steamers, but that was a big role to come in and and fill the boots of um, the returning TJ Perinara. Um, so I, I I thought he did pretty well in the scheme of things. Um, so that's yep, no, absolutely. Uh, that's the uh, that that's the back line. Moving on then to the Lucy's, you've gone for, um, uh, which is um, arguable here. Ardi Surveyor, do you play him at seven or eight? You've, you've put him at eight um, with uh, uh, Papi Lihi at seven uh, and uh, Shannon Frizzell uh, at six. Um, Nocturnal Rights makes a good point that Hemino um, made the, had, had a good season as well and uh, could challenge for that eight, for that eight jersey. Um, I think he needs a, at least an honourable mention um, in there. Um, as well as as well as Devin Flanders. I thought when Devin Flanders 
came in and picked, picked up the slack at, at eight when Arvi when Ardy was injured. I, I thought Devin Flanders some, was really, really good. There's some there's some players that have been on benches or in the wider squads that just don't get the opportunity that if they did, like Flanders. Another one I'll give a name, you know, that Capelli when he played against the Blues at Eden Park, you know, and it's just like guys that just came on, took their chance, take their chances, and they look like, and you look at them and go, wow, why is he in the starting team? Or, you know, why isn't he getting more game time? And, and Flanders is obviously one of those. Yeah, Mitch Jacobson, another one who also had uh, another um, back three player who had a great, uh, who had a really good season as well um, with the with the Chiefs, or has, has had so far with the Chiefs. Did get injured, though, uh, and missed a couple of games um, from that. Um and obviously you've got your um Satutu uh and um uh, who's your favourite player that had a good game against the blues but doesn't always um oh, so Gus, Peter Gus Sokula. Sokula, um was was uh, ha- had some good games uh as I mean, as did um uh Ardi Severa as well. Not Ardi Severa, wrong wrong person. I'm thinking Akuriwani also had some decent had some decent games but uh, not consistent um, Even- across that. Even even Tom Robinson, I mean, so that was one of the mm. great mysteries at the beginning, the start of the blues, blues season when they were when they were basically rolling out uh, both Hoskins and Akira at start of the seasons, and and Robinson was coming off the bench, and that was just just crazy, you know. Probably wasn't for the form of of, of Frizzell. I would probably go Robinson as as my six. Um, Dalton Papa uh, Papa Ali, I I thought. In a pack that was disappointing throughout the year, he was always good. Yep. And Frizzell, someone who initially started to try and do everything himself, um, but got the balance really well after that in that in using other players and didn't try and do too much, um, but was still playing well. Um, into the locks, Yep says in the live chat that uh, Retallic will be there. Yes, he will be, but this is not the uh, All Blacks 15. This is the uh, Super Rugby Altaroa 15. If Retallic wasn't there, um, and hence that's why we haven't uh, haven't included him. Uh, but Stephen's gone with um, Whitelock and uh, Vai uh, in there. Um, uh, Can't argue and, with it. No, I don't think so. I, I, I think I don't think Scott Barrett's had a particularly good season. Um, I don't know if the captaincy has oh, weighed on it. It's not so much that Scott Barrett hasn't, and it's just like I, I think actually Vaya was is better, well, has been better than him. Um, you know, one of the things that I've always like over our review shows, whether it's post match or um, later in the week, it's on the Sunday nights. It's like you know, I've just been in awe at that second row for the Chiefs, mm-hmm. um, two young kids basically compared to everybody they're coming up against. You know, with with experience in that second row, and those two guys have been matching it and more. And uh, I think it's well deserved him being named in that five jersey. Yeah, you, you know, a couple of guys that we we thought that it might be breakout seasons, but it didn't quite. The cards didn't quite fall for them. You know, Putty Putty Parkinson getting re-injured. I, he looked he looked set for a really really good season. Um, um, he was he was very good, um, and and then got then got injured, and of course Manaki Selby. Selby Rickett, and uh, where I'm pretty much going to here is, is a guy who I thought I was scratching my head when he when he got selected, and that was Bryn Evans. Um, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, talk about honourable mention. The guy who's probably the oldest player in the comp- competition was simply outstanding. He took and, a couple um, of games to he, he took a couple of games to get going, and you sort of initially was like, oh my god, what are they? Yeah, go. But yeah. you're right, man. When towards the back end of that season, 
he was he was really pumping it out and using his experience and yeah, big player for the Highlanders, eh? Stefan Stefan just made a good point before about Ethan Blackadder as well. He's one of these. He's kind of like his his dad in a way. One of those sort of un, unfashionable players, but boy, the more you the more you watch him, the, his work rate is, and, he, and he's just tough. So maybe it's a case of watch that space. Watch that space. Yeah, but but you know, um, but 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 the thing is that you know, look, I, I think you know when we're picking teams like this, one of the things that will always come and you know be on the uh, oh, can't think of the right words, but you know, not help someone like an Ethan Black added her out is the fact is that they're getting road. You know, they, they, he's not he's not playing every week on starting fifteen, so to speak. They give mm. there's that rotation thing happening, or you know, horses for courses type thinking, a uh, type um, situation happening as well. And and so when you're picking this and you're seeing players week in week in, like a Dalton, like a Frizzell, um, you then they pop into your mind and they're up front there, if you know what I mean. But also we don't have to balance this back row, right? We don't have to pick someone who is an out and out workhorse or and there's, there's lots of stuff you don't see, hits lots yep. of rucks and does that sort of thing. So there's no yeah, this isn't necessarily the right that the, the if you were to put pick a, a team to play, this isn't necessarily the team you would pick, but these are the best players that yep. stand out in those positions. Um but in saying that, I mean to tell you the truth, that, that's pretty much a back row that I'd be picking if, if it was going to be a team to play. But what's that? It's not a bad balanced back row as well. I agree. Mm. Yeah. Um the I mean, other 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 players in that locking position, um Arcoy, obviously the the other the other the partner of I also had a decent a really good season. Um, Patrick Topolotu is another person we should mention, but uh, has been injured too much, and hence that's why he's not in the conversation uh, in this one um, as well. Um, Stefan, so yeah, talks about um, Kelly Tuati, uh, who was uh, who, who was good in the, the Blues pack when uh, Tuati went out, um, but again, um, uh, yeah, didn't didn't do it over the over over the full full season. I think I think I mean just on that comment, you know, in terms of a bit of cattle around him, in terms of the in the Blues pack, I think cattle's fine in the Blues pack. The problem is, is that the backline is just so dysfunctional that the, the opposition don't have to defend a backline really. There's nothing, you know, so they, they can concentrate more on that Blues pack as well. So yeah, yeah. because because so much happens around their second five. <laughs> 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 yep, pretty much. And, well, actually, they're axis. <laughs> you, you could say they're axis, really. <laughs> Nine and ten. Um, uh, moving on then to front row, you've got you've got Angus Arvo on uh, at number three uh, in the tight head, uh, Cody Taylor at two, and um, uh, Aiden Ross at uh, number one in the uh, the loose head role. Yeah, that's um, where I'll probably. Sorry, Steve, you go first. Uh, uh, the reason. I went for Talval and, and Ross. They're a great redemption story because if you if you think about that game they played in Christchurch, they pretty much got absolutely spat out in that game. But and 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 there was talk that they would struggle in the front row. But boy, they came back. They, they if you think of that game down in in Waikato against the Blues, <laughs> there were times they they they. They more than matched the Blues at scrum time, and I think they matched all the teams at, at, at scrum time. You think about the uh, penalty that they pulled in the last minute against the against the Hurricanes. They were the real improvement 
story of the of the Super Rugby. I kind of look. I sort of went through every team. I looked at the Blues. To be honest, there was nobody. Nobody in that front row played well enough. In in, in my my opinion, consistently, um, I looked. I looked at the. I looked at the Hurricanes, and I, I looked around at, at at some of the other teams. I thought, you know, honourable mention, and I I think I put him somewhere. In, as one of the rookies of the year, um, the boy uh, De Groot from um, from the from the Hurricanes being very good, but I really couldn't get past these these two players. Um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's been, as as Yap says here. Interesting to hear De Groot say that Nipo Nipo Luilala was his toughest opponent um, this season. So uh, interesting to hear that one. Um, and yeah, they're definitely honourable mention to 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 De Groot there. Um, I just don't get what's going on at the Blues when you've got two All Blacks in Offa Twanga Fassi uh, and um, Carl Twanga Fakafi, uh, and they're not starting each week. They come off the bench, or they. Well, you uh, got four All Blacks. That's why. Okay. <laughs> you got four All Blacks. You got um, Carl Twanga Fakafi. You've got Offa Twanga Fassi. You got Nipola Lala, and you got um, uh, Alex Goodman Hodgman. So. Um, there's four All Blacks there. <laughs> That's the problem. So what they're doing is that some weeks they're starting two and this, the next week they're starting the others. So, uh, yeah, whether it's work, it's not, I don't, whether it's the right call or not, and maybe the, the combinations. There's obviously a few yeah. ants running around in Steve's house there. <laughs> 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 um, yes, yeah, so, yeah, I don't know what's going on there with the Blues, the blues props um, the, or, or even the Blues Blues full stop. Look, um, what I was going to then... say about what I was going to say about the scrums, though, was the fact is that it, it's interesting when you look at the beginning of um, the competition and you had the Crusaders and Blues in the first couple of games absolutely decimated the opposition at scrum time. End of the competition, every now and then one team had a little bit of dominance, but no team was demolishing any scrums by the end of the competition, really. Yep, I, I, obviously the Crusaders not helped by Joe Moody. Um, disappearing off injured mm. um, as well. I mean, injuries obviously also playing a part in that um, uh, as uh, as well. Um, I think maybe part of the problem with the Blues, the four props that they do have, although they're All Blacks props, they're not really ball-playing props. No. Off is probably the most ball-playing prop within that four. Um, and going back to the lines, interesting to see what uh, what we'll see from their props as they're all scrummaging props, not ball playing props. Anyway, yes. um, but that's for... <laughs> so there we go. Um, yeah, I think we've oh, oh, we've not sort of talked about some um, hookers uh, and honourable mentions. Um, Dan Coles, uh, or Dan Coles, sorry, um, getting himself into more and more aggro. The, uh, the the older he gets, grumpy old man. Um, we need him to concentrate on his actual rugby, which is very good. Um, Amua came on and had some good cameos um, as well. But yeah, I don't think you can go past Cody Taylor. I think that. oh Takiyahu um pushes him close though, for my for my mind, because um yeah, that's the I, I sort of think, you know, I, I, I still don't like the number of penalties that Taylor gives away. Yeah, to to be fair though, he was that, that first part of Super Rugby. God, he was um he was absolutely outstanding. Tapered off a little bit, but was was still good enough. You know what? If good enough. Takiyahu, if Takiyahu, had had a big game in that final, um, and as Paul mentioned uh, over the weekend, he just he just didn't get over the game line. Well, I, just, I was just gonna, yeah, I was just gonna say, it's just like he tried, 
He tried to have a big game in the final, but he just kept hitting a brick wall, didn't he? <laughs> just, just, oh, just plenty of yeah, plenty of plenty, plenty, plenty of uh, yeah, trying. Yeah. <laughs> just in, in terms in terms of your rookies, I, I kind of looked at the at the rookies, and boy, they, there was some pretty there was some pretty tough tough choices there because you know you had sort of Ethan De Groot, you had Sam Barry, who I thought went all right for the Blues, Connor Connor Garden Bishop. Was was you know was really good. Ruben Ruben Love was really good, but I I don't know. Did you did you agree with uh, the two rookies that I went with? And okay, in terms see of um, of De Groot and I think it was Connor Connor Garden Garden, Connor Garden Bishop. Um, I I haven't seen it. Sorry, Steve, but to be honest with you, I'll probably go Hamano. Oh, I, think bit, I, I think it's yeah. a bit, a bit uh, calling Hemino a rookie after being a Japanese international <laughs> for so long and uh, with, with, with plenty of caps for um, the Sunwolves. I don't think we, we, can, we can really put Hemino in the rookie category. I think that, that was that was really harsh, but a really strange one by, uh, <laughs> by the Highlanders, to be honest with you. I think calling Hemino a rookie is, yeah, is wrong. Well, I suppose there's a rookie to the to the Super Rugby competition, right? They're, that's what they're sort of basically going with, aren't they? Right. But... I mean, although I've just said it myself, I agree. Yeah. It's just like with a rookie, you're actually looking at a young kid that's come into Super Rugby. Yeah, and ta- and ta- and, ta- and put his hand up, mm. and put his hand up, and and take it, taking his chances. Good. Probably, um, I suppose you could almost call Fakatava a, a rookie. rookie, and he was. And oh, he, was he probably, played last year, though, didn't he? Did he play last year? Uh, he was in the squad last year, so oh, yeah. maybe. Yeah, maybe. Hey. Maybe it could. It would. It would have been interesting to see how that 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 played out. Um, I also mentioned that I, what I thought were the two best individual performances, and I couldn't go past Geordie Barrett's performance <laughs> against the, the Hurricanes, and I think it was round four. I mean, to say three tries, all thirty points. Um, yeah, just super amazing. It certainly. Yeah, it certainly put a damper on. Um, uh, on Aaron Smith as being, I think on that night he was named the most capped Highlander, if I re, if I recall on that particular night. So yeah, it sort of uh, um, sort of dampened his party, so to speak. And uh, um, call me a little bit. Listen, I went for Gus Salakula as the other standout performance. He he may not ever play a game like that ever again, but gee, it was if you're going to play a good one, that's a damn damn good one. Maybe somebody should tell him every week that you're, play, you're playing the Blues. <laughs> every week, yeah. I know, we're the I know we're playing the Hurricanes, but you're actually playing the Blues. Just realize you're playing the Blues. You're going down the water boy path there. Yeah. Don't worry. The, the Blues wake it this year yellow. Off you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Not much to... And I, I don't know. I, I was trying to think of a... Of a, of a, of a of a game or, or, or best game of the competition, I'm thinking maybe I don't know Paul. You were there, maybe the, maybe that Crusaders Chiefs game down at Hamilton. That was a hell of a game. Yeah, it was a cracking game. Absolutely. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I, I, you look at all the Chiefs Chiefs wins this year. They're all cracking games down to the last minute, weren't they? Um, so. <laughs> I can see Ashwin going anytime the Crusaders got beaten. It was a really really good game. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that game. That Highlanders uh, Crusaders game in uh, Christchurch was a pretty good game. <laughs> um, Nariki versus the Chiefs in round two. That was also a good performance. That's that we'll get to go back yes. quite a long oh, way. But yeah. we are, we're all old. Well, Steve and I are old. We're trying to remember round two. Come on, <laughs> Nocturnal. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's right. That was that was yep. a, that was a very good good performance. I think I can still hear Cornflake shouting in my ear after that game. So uh, yeah, it was pretty amazing. 
That was in the Tupperware container. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, so that wraps up Super Rugby Aotearoa, and we're on to Super Rugby Trans Tasman next weekend. Um, just very quickly, <laughs> the <laughs> the uh, um, the laws that we're going to play. So basically, what they've decided is that they'll only use the laws that both competitions used. So that means there's no captain's challenge. That means there's no um, 50-22 or 22-50. It means mm -hmm. there's uh, no golden point or golden try Yay. because they had different rules there. Um, and uh, so what that does mean is we've still got the goal line dropout uh, and we've still got extra time in, um, uh, in the final. Well, that makes sense. Really we need extra time better. in a final. Which, which Arshwin's all about. And, you know, for that final, I don't mind because I've not got another final to get onto. Whereas if the uh, Super Rugby Outro <laughs> had had extra time, I'd have missed the next final, which is not which is not on. Um, I don't, no, so, I don't, yeah. you wouldn't have. Why would you have missed the final if you'd Super uh, if Aotearoa would have had the extra time? So we, it, we went extra time. Then they went extra time for Golden Point. So if they didn't, yep. if they, and at the end of that, they would have a kicking competition. So there was an you, hour break. There was an hour break between. Um, if you got one through game all that, you'd, I think you'd have been you'd have been close. Yeah, yeah, we'd be close. Absolutely, absolutely, and we would have wouldn't have had time to do our show. Exactly. Which is the yeah. most important part of the weekend for me. Yeah, I can't do my yep. shows. Jeez, what am I going to do with my life? Um, so yeah, so look, we're back to pretty much normal, normal laws. Um, except, as, uh, except goal line dropout, which is just rubbish. Which is, I, I don't, I haven't met. Oh, I think I met one or two people who are outliers, as the ter saying would go, the term would go, that like goal line dropouts. Goal line dropouts are just, oh. Just absolutely terrible. I'm not fussed either way. I just think it's such a it's such it's such a rough call on the attacking team, especially yeah. when they've just been held up on the line. And it's just like, or it's it's they've scored a try, but the ref can't see it. And it's like, hang on, now you got to run it back from 50 meters up the field. Yeah, because that's I, where I, how far they're kicking it. Yeah, I I I I agree. It's a it's a it's a get out of jail free card. It's get out absolutely. If you're attacking side. You want to basically, oh, we're under pressure on our line. Let's hold him. Let's try and get in a tackle where we can hold him up and just drag him over on top of us. And you should be able to seal him off. So, um, we'll move on from the laws because we've had we've had those laws, uh, and it, we, we know it's not nothing new to discuss really. There, um, to be honest with you, um, the um, we've got mixed opinions. Most people in the in the in the chat are anti them, uh, the anti the the uh, the goal line dropout. Um, apart from Octonal Rights, who says, yep, yeah, no more time-wasting scrums. Um, we like scrums. Those... scrums. Scrums, nocturnal scrums are a fabric of, 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 the, of rugby. Of, whether, of the game. Whether, whether you like the collapsed scrums or not, it is what it is. It's it's the thing that differentiates rugby from rug, rugby league. I, oh. I like scrums. Sure, I don't like the continuous collapsing and, and what have you, but then again, that's in the hands of the official. To, they to should sort out, and in most they cases, get back. in most cases, yep. the scrums go down, now go down three, two or three times. It's usually a, it's usually an infraction, and a pen, and a penalty anyway. And really, in the modern games, how many scrums are we really seeing? I like yeah. scrums. What I don't like is 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 props taking a knee before every single scrum to get a water break when there's nothing well, wrong but, with but it. That's yeah. Yeah. But the you know one thing they could try at that international level let's call it that first class level not not below it but that level is go back to the old days just give it a go in terms of the team that putting the ball in gets the call the hit 
just, let, just let it, give it a go. Just see what happens. And it's just like now the team that's putting the ball in actually has a benefit of getting to put the ball in. They get the hit. They've got that moment what, of what, dominance, even you, if they're you, the you weakest. Mean, apart from throwing it behind the, the second row's feet already that they do. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like, we're, we're looking at we're looking at how we can try and stabilize the scrum. One way is to allow the team putting it in to call it and get that early that initial dominance, and maybe and then the ball goes in quicker because they don't have to go. Oh, hang on, our prop wasn't quite in the his leg wasn't in the right position, so I'm holding up. Now, look, we're, we're way behind time already, guys. Um, so uh, you're not going to go to sleep because you're going to wake up early. Super heavy trans Tasman expectations then. Um, Hugh Cavill makes a good point on Twitter that the Reds this weekend are $3.55 um, and you'll get $1.86 for a Kiwi clean clean sweep. Um, is this just a one-sided competition or are we going is it going to be a bit more than that? What are you expecting, Arthur? I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm the only one that's not in this boat, but I really think that the Reds, Brumbies and even the Force could bring something to this competition and it's not going to be as simple as people think, depending on whether the Reds can bring themselves um, back up again after the final last week, which would have taken a massive amount out of them, um, they're a good chance to knock the tip the Highlanders over. I think a better shot than what the TAB saying. Yep. Um, I think they did it last time they were down there too. So long ago, we're old people. I can't remember. We can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, what are your expectations? Um, I'm, I'm expecting them to be more than capable opposition at home. I, I just fear when some of these teams have to travel to New Zealand, um, you know, the likes of the, the, the likes of the Rebels and, 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 and oh God, the, Warrat the Waratahs. I, I, I probably fear for them. I hope that they actually um, listen, the last part of Super Rugby Australia that they showed some improvement, but boy, they'll have to, they'll have to be better than just improved when they hit these shores. Yeah, now look, I, I think essentially we're going to, because all the New Zealand sides are going to get three points against the Waratahs and the Rebels, that we're going to see two New Zealand sides in the final. But I do think that the Reds, Brumbies uh, will be definitely competitive uh, and that the uh, the, the Force will, um, will will have their moments as well. Uh, I think the Blues, yeah. I think the three, the, three, the three teams of the Reds, the Brumbies and the Chiefs have all got it tough in the opening round having to travel. Uh, especially the Reds with a short turnaround to Friday night, whereas the Crusaders, oh boy, what a surprise. The the draw uh, suits them perfectly. They've got a home game in round one, and it's not a short turnaround either. It's a normal turnaround. So, um, yes. Um, so, that's, um, so, yeah, so I think that, uh, uh, that, that, that that's how it's going to be. And, of course, obviously, injuries are going to, um, are going to, uh, going, to going to be part of the story as well. Um, Interesting that uh, I mean, Aaron's yet yeah, about different interpretation from Aussie refs compared to New Zealand refs. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, all the new variations and, and how well that um, evens itself out between the two um, sets of refs. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I don't think it's going to be one-sided domination as the TAB um, has it. Um, but I do think uh, I do think we'll see two 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 uh, New Zealand teams in the final because of the lack of because of those two weaker sides in the uh, Australian Conference. Yeah, um, Paul, just Paul, um, just interestingly on uh, on uh, stuff rugby, they're actually saying that in the uh, the Chiefs are uh, faced with a little bit of a, a locking crisis mm. at the moment with uh, both Mitchell Brown and Naitoa Akoi both ruled out for the trip to uh, to Western Australia. So uh, they're talking about maybe Zane Capelli 
um, acting in a sort of hybrid role, so he might be slotted into to lock. I find that really amazing that, uh, he, you know, there's in that franchise that there's not a lot of locks around in the, in, in the Chiefs area. That's come up on stuff, and I also see that uh, uh, the Highlanders have also added uh, uh, four players to their squad as well. So they've already got injuries, injuries even, and this is even before they've actually started. Uh, yeah, and uh, it, uh, that, that is going to be a, a, a problem. I mean, yeah, as you say, I'm a bit surprised because um, uh, thinking that, so yeah, Josh Lord and um, uh, I thought uh, Langan, Langland um, McFarnell. Yeah, Lachlan McConnell, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Lachlan who? Lachlan McConnell, that's his name. McConnell, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Silent W. Um, the... Um, the uh, 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 yeah, I'm surprised that okay, they're young guys. Um, but I thought I thought that uh, I thought Josh Lord had a couple of good runouts, so uh, I guess they must be injured as well. But um, and, uh, and um, and the boy who played uh, against the Blues for Fita also as well. He's he's more of a six, but once again, when you consider yep. the Chiefs have been using a lot of six, I, I'm just not, I actually think it's a really good opportunity for some of these New Zealand teams to actually blood a few guys as well. Obviously, with the Blues, they're going to have to. To blood, you know, give a couple of young wingers an extra, a bit of a, a bit of a crack, and you know, hopefully, let's see more of Zan Sullivan as well for the Blues. You know, mm-hmm. teams like that. But you look around, you know, um, Ashwood mentioned before, a lot of these squads have actually got some young guys that are just sitting there waiting for the opportunity. Well, here's your, here's your chance to roll them out. Yeah, they've really not had some bad much rugby. Um, uh, Simon Hughes made some points there, yeah, about uh, Super Rugby Trans Tasman. Uh, to have semi-finals look with the final being on the 19th of june um yeah you'd think they would have had had time for a semi-final and a final before the july tests but i'm guessing uh the uh the test teams want to, the wallabies and the all blacks want to have um uh, sort of warm-up camps but when you think the all blacks are up against fiji and samoa and um, probably maybe tonga uh that uh, the all blacks um, could have coped uh for the wallabies up against uh, three tests against the french well yeah be a bit different um so uh so yeah, so thank you, boys. Um, look, Stephen, I'm well, very sorry we've not had time for your club section this week. I was going to say um, before I go, I better tell Stephen what what I was what, what my tweet was relating to about the forklift, forklift driver. <laughs> and I was sort of yeah. saying, in, in a, just quickly, in a time when we've talked about players and how hard it is, and they have to do three jobs and and then go to training, it's just like the dude that won another Super Rugby title two in a row was driving a forklift whilst trying to become a professional rugby player. That was my point. Okay. There's not enough time to talk about anything, so we'll have to close the show off. <laughs> Very briefly, that's that's before he became a professional player, not someone who's playing all blacks level or, or no, international no, no. level. He was, but anyway. Oh no, 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 no. He was becoming he was he was fully immersed in the tra- Tasman team and he was also playing super, he was still on the fringes of super rugby as well. Two years ago. Are you telling me he wasn't on fringes of super rugby two years ago? I'm saying I'm, I'm saying someone who is an established Blackfern, an established international, mm-hmm. is a different mm-hmm. play, uh, mm-hmm. is, is a different thing. But, but anyway, as you say, we haven't got time to go through it. Um, thank you very much, Ashwin, for your time. Thank you very much, Stephen Harris, for your time, um, folks. Um, I'll be back tomorrow morning at seven a.m. with the morning sports briefing, and here uh, tomorrow evening with a standoff show uh, and hopefully the news, Nick's newsletter, if the football boys can actually get their act together um, uh, for at eight p.m. and nine p.m. tomorrow. We'll be back with post-match reactions this weekend to the Highlanders versus the Reds and um, what's the Saturday night game in New Zealand. I've gone and forgotten 
the Crusaders versus the Brumbies. So two finalists there. And so two cracking games we'll have post-match reactions for this weekend. Do join us um, for those as well. Oh, also Thursday, um, Cornflake and Shane will be previewing the Trans-Tasman games. That could be interesting. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 